Connect with your potential customers wherever they are. Effective uses Comcast viewership data insights to combine advanced targeting capabilities with premium TV and streaming content so you can deliver the best ad experiences to your audience no matter how they watch. Visit EFFECTV.com. Welcome to The Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Hey, awesome to be here. It's great to have you here. And uh, thanks for taking some time out of your day to hang out with us here at the Grit Daily Startup Podcast. We'd love to talk about the world of startup, the good, the bad, the gritty parts. So I'm excited to learn about what your experience has been in the startup world and of course what you guys got going on over at Sion. But before we do all that, let's help our listeners better understand a little bit more about you and your backstory. Yeah, sure thing. Um, so, so just in a couple of sentences with myself, um, uh, I help out as the chief commercial officer. Uh, so what that means is that um, go-to-market revenue kind of flows into myself, I'm responsible for. Uh, so it's kind of, kind of good when uh, times are good, but also uh, I'm, I'm the dude holding the bag when uh, you know things uh, you know aren't as peaky uh, as they are. Um, yeah, so, so that's what I do. But my background for the last 13 years since university um, has been uh, actually in the segment of early stage kind of risk and fraud detection. Um, and I've been really fortunate. I've been involved in, uh, I think, yeah, three adventures previously, Sebastian, that did really well um, uh, and were acquired by the likes of Visa, American Express, and Ingenico. Uh, so this is kind of my fourth go around. And uh, I, I kind of joined Tommy and Benza, the two young co-founders of Seon, uh, at seed stage. Uh, so they had raised about 1.6 um, uh, in EUR, uh, 1.6 in EUR at seed stage. That was two and a half years ago. So that was like literally just before lockdown. Um, and then I joined those uh, joined those uh, uh, young guys uh, to kind of build up Seon. Um, and we're, we, we just announced Series B about five weeks ago. So, so thanks for covering that as well, Sebastian. Yeah, good, man. Congrats on that. So uh, so you answered my next question, which was how long you've been with the company. So that uh, that that solves that question moving forward here, moving on here. Uh, so uh, l- let's talk about what you guys got going on over at Sion. Like break it down to me. I always like to say, like, break it down to me like you're talking to a five-year-old because most people really don't understand this world in general. It's a lot of new technology as well. But we always want to make sure our listeners really understand what your world is all about and how you guys serve the world. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what we've obsessed about as a, as a tech startup is building um, protection for online business to essentially tell who are the new customers signing on? Are they good or bad guys? That, that's it bolt down, is literally telling online business the new signups, are they good or bad for the business? Um, this operates under the domain of fraud detection. Um, and in our space, um, like the, this segment's massive. There's tons of players. It's really hard for like someone as an online business when they need help to find a solution because of so much choice. I mean, it's been around for like two decades ever since e-com was there. Um, But kind of what we've been building for the last four and a bit years is essentially obsessing over making um, kind of cutting edge tools like really, really accessible and and to get to um, literally integration, time to value extremely quickly. So, So oftentimes, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but our customers kind of think of us as, and the stripe of fraud prevention, 
Um, and I think that gives it quite a good way because, you know, it's kind of a very transparent our solution. You can test it, play with it, the pricing's out there, um, and you can kind of get up and running in like 30 minutes of our tech. So so in a, in a nutshell, if you have an online business and you have to accept new customers, which um, – which is pretty much most online business, then uh, it, 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 there's kind of a crux point. When you do well, you'll inevitably get targeted by those crafty, nefarious fraudsters. And we do our best to try and make protection like easy and super simple. So what kind of things are you looking for when a new customer signs up to say, hey, this person is probably um, a, a risk, this person is probably a customer? I mean, again, that's probably a loaded question, but you know, just the general, I'm like, I can't give away the trade secrets here. That's not what this interview is all about. No, but really like, you know, in just like, I guess, like a nutshell of being able to kind of explain in layman's terms how it all works. No, man, we can. Uh, in fact, that's, that's literally kind of what separates us from the legacy kind of competitors in this space is in our world, everyone is very shrouded with hey, uh, this is our tech, but you can check it out. In fact, uh, if you want to kind of uh, start using it, you've got to sign a big old NDA. You've got to pay some implementation fees, etc., etc., etc. So it's, it's literally what we're representing is the opposite. So you really can see in our API references, it's literally publicly exposed. And that actually means fraudsters can actually have a look at the stuff as well. Um, so it's kind of funny in that sense. Um, but what we look at is a bunch of stuff, essentially. And we're best known in the market for looking at something called a digital footprint. So our whole thesis as a startup is, uh, heck, we're in 2022. Most people have uh, legitimacy online, meaning they are signed up to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, a Netflix account, a Spotify account. And what we do, and this is very different in space, is we, we take like a simple data point like your email, uh, just for example, like Sebastian at gmail.com. And, and what we do in real time is we literally uh, bring back to the online business, hey, we've seen Sebastian at LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that, that kind of gives a really good idea for the business. Oh, actually, this data point, which is just coming in as an email and creating a password, looks legit versus the converse where it's easy to create like these temp emails. But man, they, they don't have any digital footprint, right? Because right. they, just, they just created like a bunch of emails to go spam your system. So, so in a nutshell, that's what we do. Um, and then we look at a ton more stuff like the device you're acting on. Uh, and then we apply some machine learning and we kind of spit out kind of um, a result of essentially, is this looking sketchy or not sketchy? Sure. I, I just used the tool. I just typed in my uh, phone number. Nothing came up. That's probably a good thing. I typed in my email and it gave me my do domain registrar and a couple IP addresses. So. Um, it looks like I passed. I don't know, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, we, we've tried to make it front and center. So we're, we're very, we're very product-led as a startup. We're not very, um, I don't know if it's a bad thing to say, we're not a very salesy company. <laughs> we're very much stick the product out in the face of, like, the, the kind of potential users. So these kind of hardworking fraud fighters, fraud managers. And you should be able to test the tech, just like you just did there literally while having a chat with me, right? Just whack right. your email, whack a phone number. And it gives you an instance, oh, cool, that's what they do is kind of what we're trying to drive to, this so-called light bulb moment. Sure. So you guys have a, a, you know, a laundry list of, of clients. I'm checking, I checked out on the website here. A lot of them I'm seeing are Web3 solutions. Are you finding an influx of, uh, of demand from Web3 companies specifically because this stuff's all brand new and everyone's like, what's a Bitcoin? <laughs> it, it's totally that and and you know a lot of these guys on um the front the frontiers of transactions of web3 are getting hammered because because wherever there's kind of new and novel and um, there's also attracts the honeypot 
of fraudsters trying to take advantage of less understood security. Um, so these guys are kind of getting hammered. They're, they're high, high targets for fraudsters. And so I think solutions like ours, um, what we've obsessed about is by making it available uh, to folk in that space, um, they're, you know, they're, they're able to use kind of tech like ours quickly um, because of that. So yeah, absolutely. And, and we're seeing some like crazy use cases um, we're seeing like in Asia, for instance, um, we work with um, a super app called Grab and we see some really funky use cases of it's not just being used to tell good from bad. It's also being used because they're a marketplace for literally who are like the good people in their own platform as well. So, so really, really interesting ones to as you as you kind of hint to that and um, people like so rare out of Paris, the NFT uh, football trading card game. And what's interesting from that is uh, we're seeing that we're actually being used for um, increased revenue which at the end of the day is probably what most scale-ups need, right? How do you acquire more good stuff for your business without it turning sour or affecting the lifetime value? So it's kind of funny because it's not fraud. It's actually how do we get more good revenue at the front end? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, pre- prevention, right? It's, it's, it's prevention and pro- being proactive um, is, is... Now, do you find... A lot of these brands are coming to you for the solution or you're, you're, I mean, you guys said you don't do a lot of selling and marketing because your solution works. What are you finding? Is it more of an, you know, an outreach or, or, or people coming to you saying, Hey, I need this solution. Or I didn't know I had, I needed this solution. North of 70% of our revenue came actually from uh, inbound channel, meaning that um, uh, customers were coming into the Seon.io domain and uh, literally interacting with us in two ways. They're either downloading our product to try for free, um, so they're literally trying to get uh, kind of value and experience by themselves, or secondly, they're hitting our get a demo button to go literally speak to our product experts to see how the tech works. And, and the reason why that's the case is we're big believers in the buying process has fundamentally changed in B2B SaaS uh, over the last kind of few years. And, me, and what we're saying is, the classic in our domain is stand-up enterprise sales teams, which go around knocking, uh, you know, on the top down to a CIO, uh, a, a CFO, and or CTO, and start talking to them about how they can use tech to essentially help them. We we think that's changed, and we think that uh, COVID was a massive accelerant of it, right? Because you couldn't sure. send those expensive salespeople to go sit and wine and dine and take them to you know golf or. Uh, watch a watch a game with them, and um, and instead it forced instead I think um, teams to essentially evaluate product based on purely product efficacy, yeah. which is a good thing for all of yeah, us, right? It's amazing, <laughs> it really, really. Yeah. Imagine, imagine yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, right? Uh, let the tech do the talking, and um, so so that's that's really cool. So because of that, um, there's another thing that that for us that reflects it is um, Tamash and Benzer's young co-founders. Like they, they finished up their last year of university and started Seon. And I think it's fully representative of a generational change in how you would buy stuff. For them, they couldn't conceive that. How, the, how else would you like literally buy uh, technology for your business uh, unless you were validating it by yourself, you had a trial, and you would prove it for yourself. They, they, you know, someone knocking on their door and trying to convince them just is low efficacy. Right, exactly. Exactly. So, um, well, this is great. I mean, this is obviously very timely. And, um, you know, as, as technology continues to, like I say, invade our lives, whether we like it or not, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, we've got all of the, uh, you know, all the measures in place, especially from brands. I got a, an update the other day from uh, one of the credit bureaus that my phone number was on the black web or the dark web. And, um, 
I uh, was like, holy cow. So immediately I looked it up. And as I went down a Reddit rabbit hole, I realized it's really not a big deal, that it was probably part of a security breach. But that also brought me to a place where I'm like, well, this is where we're at. I mean, you've got to be, and it was the alert because I try to get some you know, fraud alerts as much as I can to protect my own identity and stuff like that. But it was a, an eye opener a little bit that, you know, it is, you know, unfortunately as much good as available online, there's, there's bad too. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's exactly the issue with, I think, traditional tech stacks uh, in, in kind of, in this, it, the, the amount of data floating around, just assume like your stuff is all out there. Okay. Um, so, We've seen like rise of account takeovers. We've seen people get around those kind of SMSs that you get from financial institutions with one-time passwords. Even stuff like the identity checks, you know, when you have to stick your iPhone next to your face and next to a passport, that's getting duped like crazy. I I would think of it like this. If it's it's technology, there's a very good chance that somebody can, can find a way under it, around it, and over it. And it's the nature of a beast in tech in that sense. Um. And, you know, it's funny coming from us, right? We are literally a vendor in that space. Um, and we're the first to say, gosh, you've got to have stuff that kind of evolves, that moves um, with the times there. So so nothing is static in this space. It's a, it's a real cat and mouse game. I bet. I bet. And it's only going to continue. And I'm sure, but as technology continues to evolve, I'm sure. I don't want to, I dare I use the word easier, but um, the precautions will be in place. So let's talk about the startup world a little bit. You said you've been involved with uh, with a few brands um over the course of, of the past few years, in addition to um, you know what you guys are doing at Sayon, but w- what would you say has been your biggest, the, the worst part of the startup process? <laughs> oh, Where man. do I start? Uh, wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think this is a long form podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, if I, if I was to think of like a couple of nuggets. Um, I would think I would classify every problem <laughs> that happens, and it's. I think it's a very good problem. is is human uh, orientated. So it's. I think it's just the nature of um, when you guys when 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 operations are scaling up because you're um, being successful in kind of product market fit initially, and then things like you're trying to build repeatability and predictability into like a business. I think the thing that kind of classically clashes is just when you have sheer amount of humans all working in the same kind of mission together how do you balance humans uh, with individual interests individual wants needs and politics uh, in the same direction without losing some of that speed some of the execution some of that high standard so so this is mega for us we talk a lot we, we kind of um, kind of take a lot of inspiration from the Reed Hastings kind of Netflixy culture around talent density ourselves so we'd rather as we and by the way we 4x last year in people right we went from like 40 to like well, you know like uh, yeah actually over 200 actually so it was even more <laughs> but uh yeah yeah and and we plan to you know hit 350 by then this year in terms of like brains helping us build um and it's definitely the hardest challenges in startups i've seen again in the game is if you're in that fortunate kind of hyperscale position it's inevitably just sticking more humans into the mix there are clashes and challenges and sure. yeah th- these are just like th- these are the things that for me drain my energy <laughs> but at the same time you can't do it without amazing brains exactly that is that is the truth that is definitely the truth so and on a, you know to the opposite of that question you know what would you say would be the best part of the startup process outside of funding or exiting yeah um i would say actually for us um those are kind of like a, very much uh like not even like a tertiary kind of thought. Um, and I think in our domain, we're in quite a specific domain, right? We're, we're trying to uh, 
give the good guys a little bit of a fighting chance against the kind of societal problem of online fraud. And the, the, the crap part of this is um, we are losing the war on online fraud is the reality. Year on year, um, the numbers get worse for online business and COVID also acted as an accelerant uh, for fraudsters in terms of their gains. So that's the kind of macro scene. Um, but the, the best thing about it is, uh, for us, is uh, definitely the build um, mentality. I think that's the beauty of young organizations and startups. Obviously, the earlier stage you are, the more you see releases go out uh, on a frequent basis. Um, and then just the bit bigger you are, because you're obviously adding some quality checks to the, the releases that are going out <laughs> as well. Um, but, but I would say it's absolutely, if you're kind of addicted to... Um, seeing what you build getting out into the world and having impact and feedback loop uh, into the world then for me uh, i think a lot of us are product centric uh, kind of naturally at say and uh, i think that's the, the the kind of coolest part from from my point of view absolutely knowing that you're doing work that matters that's making an impact for sure well jimmy it's been great to learn more about what you guys got going on over at say great to chat with you for a few minutes uh thanks for taking time out of your busy day to uh to chat with us here we'll have to have you back on the show sometime to get an update on what uh what you guys got going on any final thoughts for uh for our listeners uh yeah no absolute pleasure um no i i think um i think there's uh all of us uh we're trained uh, as B2C consumers to expect high expectations. I would urge anyone that's having to kind of bring in kind of microservices to help protect their online business to also have that high bar. Don't settle for, you know, that supplier that's, you know, kind of tying into multi years. Don't settle for that supplier that's taking you weeks, if not months to get up and running. Sure. Uh, and I think that's a cool, cool uh, thing for all of us. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Fong, uh, ladies and gentlemen, with uh, Sayon. Links will be available in the show notes. Make sure you check them out. If you have an online business brand, you need a you need some you need some some measures in place to uh, keep those fraudsters away. Thanks again, Jimmy. Come back soon, will you? Awesome. Great to have you. Okay. Cheers, now. Yeah, man. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Head into your local Safeway for great spring savings throughout the store. This week at Safeway, get yellow peaches or nectarines for the member price of $1.88 per pound. Also this week at Safeway, value packs of Signature Farms chicken drumsticks, thighs, leg quarters, or picnic packs are buy one, get one free. Plus, get value packs of USDA Choice Boneless Beef Top Sirloin Steak for the member price of $4.99 per pound. Visit Safeway.com, download the Safeway for you app, or head in store to find more great deals at Safeway.